Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. How are you doing today? It's Michael Zuber and Greg Dickerson. We are here to talk to you about Dave Ramsey and his famous seven baby steps. How are you doing, Greg? Doing great, Michael. How are you? I'm doing really well, man. I, I've been looking forward to have this conversation with you. I still remember that first time we talked about Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and uh, you read the book and thought about being Rich Dad, and I've read the book, oh, I don't know, I was going to say 100, but let's say 50 times, and I've always thought about being Robert. So it's going to be interesting to see what you think about Dave Ramsey and his seven baby steps. Uh, I'm going to read them for you. You, you cool with that? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And there was a time. So I was on the Dave Ramsey show um, years and years ago, 2009, after the oh, markets wow. crashed and everything was uh, everything was falling apart. And uh, I was in a resort area. I was writing a lot of articles at the time. And I was actually on Fox Business with Neil Cavuto just after the market sold off and, and um, did a little bit, you know, it was a call-in. Uh, show and then Dave Ramsey, I'd sent them some emails and they invited me on and I had a little dialogue with Dave Ramsey about the future of real estate back in 2009. Wow, I got to go find that. You actually have that video somewhere? I want to get that link. Uh, wasn't a it wasn't a video, it was a call in. So, ah, okay. you know, he does that radio show. So oh, back yeah, then yeah. that was before YouTube and all that was huge. <laughs> yeah, it was just all radio. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Well, cool. Let me read you these seven steps and then we'll just see where we want to go. So again, Dave Ramsey's seven baby steps. Step one, Save $1,000 for your starter emergency fund. Step two, pay off all debt except your house using debt snowball. Step three, save three to six months of expenses in fully funded emergency fund. Invest 15, per, step four, invest 15% of your household income in retirement. Step five, save for your children's college fund. Step six, pay off your home early. Step seven, build wealth and give. Yeah, lots of stuff there. So, um, what do you think? I, I'll share with you my first thoughts, but I'm going to ask you first. What, what do you think of all of that? Um, I think you just go, you know, past jail and go straight to go and collect <laughs> your, you know, $200 for going past go and go straight to building wealth and giving back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I imagine that um, I, I just love your mindset. You just, you look at all of these things and you're going like, you know, let, let's elevate people. Let's think about this. So when I looked at it, again, I looked at it much like I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I'm like, I'm just reading the thing. And the first thing that jumped out at me is by the time I get to step seven, I'm dead. That's, that was my first thing. I was like, you <laughs> well, know you know, so in there? nowhere in there does he talk about increase your income, right? Yeah. Get a side business, do a side job, do a side gig, something. That's what I did. I worked in the corporate world uh, and military after the military, I had a corporate job in restaurants and I always had a side business. I always had another way to make extra money and to build a business so I had choices. So yeah, you wanna save, you wanna be prudent, you wanna prepare. Yeah, I would argue you need to put away a year's worth of, of income as we've seen in the pandemic. Yeah. Anything can and will happen, three to six months is nothing. That goes quick. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you need a year's worth of reserves in the bank at a minimum. Paying off your house, uh, it depends on interest rates. Right now, money is so cheap, it doesn't really make sense. Uh, to pay your house off if you have the ability to invest that money and earn a higher yield somewhere else. Uh, so, you know, so there's a lot of those that I agree with, but the biggest thing is number one should be, how can you make more money? That's number one, increase the income, increase the inflow. So then you can exponentially increase those outflows and those debt reductions. There's good debt, there's bad debt. He doesn't talk about good debt. He doesn't mm -hmm. talk about how to increase your net worth, how to build wealth through good debt. All he talks about is, you know, the general stuff. So I agree with a lot of it. He's got a great program. It's been really powerful for a lot of people, but yeah. at the same token, he doesn't talk about the number one thing you need to know, and that's how to make more money. 
Oh, I so agree with that. When I, when I look at Dave Ramsey, I, I see a lot of goodness there. I see him, I see him truly, I, I've kind of, I kind of break it down like this. If your net, if your net worth is negative, right? You're broke. Dave Ramsey can help you get to zero in my opinion, but he doesn't really help you become a millionaire. He basically, as he, as I was jokingly said, he basically says, get a day job. Don't spend any money. And in 40 or 50 years, you'll have some money. And that's not how life works. I, I, I think I read something in Millionaire Next Door once, or maybe it was their second book, where you know people at 25, they go on this path, like 14 or 18% of them are dead. They never even see 60, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it's horribly slow advice, but it, it does work for people that are broke, I think. It just, it kind of does aim them because if you're cycling in a spiral of consumer debt and living above your means, stop that. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's like, nobody, nobody can fix that. I know people that make gobs of income, but they have horrible money habits. Sometimes you do got to fix your money habits, right? So you have some stuff at the bottom line. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You have to live within your means. You have to have a budget. That's the one thing that most people do not have is a budget. So you literally need to have a budget on a spreadsheet. You need to have your personal financial statement updated in front of you so that you understand where you stand and live within your means and increase your means. So that should be your number one focus. For a lot of people, they don't want to do that and that's fine. So then if you if you're not going to increase your inflows and your income, then you've you've got to have a budget and you've got to stay with below it. And you have to set aside and invest because you're going to have to retire at some point. The you know federal retirement, uh, social security, Medicare and all that, I mean that's I don't even know if that's above poverty level right now. Yeah. 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 I, one of the things I've also come to realize is when you're out there, you know, talking about financial independence or financial independence, retire early things, you, you, we need to realize that some folks watching this or listening to this are happy, content, working 40 hours for 40 years. And if that's the case, more power to you, right? If that makes you happy, if you like living for the weekends, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, mm-hmm. There's just other ways, right? You can do what Greg did, bust his butt during the day and then have his side hustle producing extra income that ultimately allowed him to leave his day job and, and go on and, and build a, you know, a nine figure business. And let's talk about side hustle. So back when I was doing it, so I'm 53 now. So you're talking 30 years ago when I first got married and before I had kids, there was no Uber, there was no uh, internet. I couldn't create a digital marketing agency. I couldn't do social media management. I'd the, you know, all of these gig economy jobs that we have now that are so easy to do and so easy to get into, uh, you didn't have day trading through an app with your phone, you know, on stocks and you couldn't go on Reddit and find out what the next meme stock was. There wasn't cryptocurrencies. So what did I do after work of working all day? I would go at night and I would work like finishing off uh, attics and to finish space for people, building decks on people's backyards on weekends. So I, I was out anytime I had off, I was working and physically working with my hands, doing construction, building fences, building decks, replacing windows, doing screen doors, anything and everything I could do. I remember one time when I was traveling out of town doing some government contracting work, uh, you, you could get per diem of like $20 a day for your meals. And I mean, I wouldn't eat you know more than like five bucks a day so I could pocket the rest and I'd come <laughs> home with an extra couple hundred bucks. I did that uh, you too. Know, so that, yeah. So, you know, those are the types of things you do when you're, you know, when you have the mindset of increasing your inflows and building, you know, building your cash flows and, and things like that. So nowadays it's so much easier for people yeah. to do it, but 
a lot of people and, uh, you know, would rather just go home, sit on the couch, watch the shows and, you know, or hang out in the backyard and not go out and either increase their abilities or talents, their knowledge, uh, and, you know, try to take some action to increase the income. It's just much easier just to show up, get paid, go home and do nothing. Uh, I wasn't planning to do this, but I'm going to do it now. So I actually took a, I was up so early this morning. I'm a morning person, but so I took a stab at writing my 10 baby steps, right? Total rip off of Dave Ramsey seven. I tried to do it in seven. I couldn't. So actually I wrote 10. I'm just going to go through them and a, tell me what's missing. Uh, and mm-hmm. you know, just give me your general thoughts. So number one for me is, you know, what is your financial freedom number? I don't think a lot of people know, like, what do you need? So you don't have to have a day job. Number two, I think people need to audit their 30-day spending, and then I want them to identify wants and needs. I don't think people have great money habits. Number three, is your side hustle. What, what is it for you? Could it, what could you do to increase income, right? For me, it was buying cash flow real estate, but for others, it could be Ubers, it could be whatever, it could be a business, whatever that is, declare what it is. Again, I'm a buy and hold guy. So number four for me is focus on one market and what's your criteria, right? I wanna look at houses, which means I don't look at apartments, get focused. Number five, you have to look at your market every day. I ask for 20 minutes a day. Number six, you need to learn what an average deal is so you only buy good or great deals. Number seven, I want you to grow your network. A lot of this, uh, you know, Dave Ramsey included, is kind of like do it on an island. I believe real estate, I believe business, I believe entrepreneurship is the bigger network, the the better you'll be. Number eight is um, Understand how you're going to buy. Are you going to get a bank loan? Uh, are you going to use seller financing? Are you going to partner with someone? Where are you going to get the capital to buy your assets? Number nine, uh, I think you have to have an emergency fund both for your family and for real estate. And they are separate. It's not one emergency fund. And then number 10 is only write offers on good or great deals. So that was my first stab at 10 baby steps. Yeah, I think that's I think that's great. A lot of it is real estate focused, obviously, which obviously. is your world, what you do, what you teach. But those rules can be applied to any business, any endeavor, any industry. So if you just take some of the industry specific stuff you talked about, and basically at the end of the day, what it boils down to educating yourself, understanding your market, where's the problem that I can solve that's going to create opportunity? And how do I be financially prudent? and financially intelligent. You need to raise your financial IQ, which is what a lot of what you know, Rich Dad Poor Dad's all about. How does money work? How does the economy work? What's an asset? What's a liability? How can I increase you know, multiple streams of income, inflows? And where are my biggest opportunities to scale these things fast? But it all starts with uh, that game plan. What's your exit strategy and work it backwards? What do you need to earn yeah. to sustain your lifestyle? If you can't work, you know, just forget, don't want to, but yeah. What if you can't, you know, you have to have that coming in to sustain that lifestyle. So that's what a lot of people forget about. Hey, disability insurance is a great thing to look into as well. A lot of people don't think about life insurance, disability insurance. They're mm-hmm. very inexpensive. At least life insurance can be. Disability can get be a little bit more expensive depending on what you do. Uh, but that's something else that people need to think about that, uh, that you need to have in place for your family. Yeah, I think one of the things that I see is I've been doing this almost three years now is, is when I'm helping folks, it's, there's two things. And that's why, they were, that's why they were step one and step two. Like, I don't know, like 10% of the people I talk to actually know their financial freedom number. Most people go, it's 10 grand. It's five grand. I have a hint for you, folks. Your financial freedom number is not a round number. It's just not. I mean, if you want to just guess, great. But I mean, there's actually a number. It's like $3,700 or $812. I mean, that's 
if you really want to get to what's the minimum, it's going to be some kind of number like that. And then the other is, I'm shocked at how many people don't know how much money they really spend in, in 30 days. Mm-hmm. And, and then where that falls, wants and needs. So uh, yeah, it's th- kind of like calories, you know, people have no idea how much they really eat till yeah, they start tracking. I don't them. want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know how much I eat a day, certain, let alone a month. It um, goes away. And, you know, you think about the automatic millionaire, David Bachman or David Bach, whatever it was. I think, yeah, Bach, wrote that book. Yeah. yeah. Talking about the, the Starbucks latte, five yeah. bucks. Yeah. So, so again, you know, at the end of the day, you got to have another source of income and it's so easy these days to, yeah. to find ways to create an extra hundred, extra thousand, extra 10,000 a month doing different things and have a full-time job. It can yeah. be done. It's being done every day and it's easy, but, you know, and it goes back to that recording that we did last week on, can anybody become a millionaire? It's all yeah. about choice. choice. You have to make up your mind what it is you want. You have to be willing to sacrifice. Somebody asked me a question and said, you know, what did you sacrifice early on? And oh. for me, it was, it was everything. You know, yeah. I sacrificed everything. I mean, I worked constantly uh, from seven in the morning. I'd get up at five and I'd be on the job site by seven or at work by seven. And I didn't stop till 11, 12 o'clock at night a lot of times. Uh, just enough to go home, take a shower, eat, get up and do it all over again. I mean, I did that six, seven days a week. For years, decades. Long time. See, a lot of people look at look at you when you arrive and they're like, oh yeah, you know, you're, it's easy for you to say that because you're successful or you've done this or you got lucky. And, yeah. I got lucky. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a, you know, 30 year overnight success. Right. <laughs> Amen to that. Oh, uh, this has been a great conversation. Exactly what I thought. And thank you for listening to my first draft of 10 baby steps. Thanks buddy. Great job. Thanks.